Grow Great is a city government leadership podcast with Lisa Norris and me, Randy Cantrell. Each week we share insights, experiences, and wisdom to help you and your leadership grow great. Our website is growgreat.com. I don't know. It, it was years ago. I, I was reading some book that, and some some general, some military leader had made some comment about the battlefield plans. You know, they they all look man. They look great when you're in the tent. You know, and you're planning, you're strategizing. You know, but when the bullets start flying, all bets are off. You know, so um, we've we've come off of uh, a disappointing Dallas Cowboys season, and so Lisa and I were kind of joking before we hit record about a team's ability to execute, and the, the old John McKay, he was the first coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when they were an expansion team, and they had these horrible, I don't know, they were these orangish kind of, they just were rancid-looking uniforms. <laughs> and, a, and, a, and, of course, they just, got, they just got their butt handed to them every time they played. They were just dreadful. And he had been a really successful coach at USC, in the college ranks and was just a really quotable guy. And a reporter asked him about his team's execution. And he said, I'm all for it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and of course everybody busted out laughing, but a lot of conversation clearly around Dallas uh, about football and about execution and things looking, you write it up on the whiteboard, you plan it out in your head and man, that all looks great. And that all looks wonderful. But, but now putting it into practice, make, making it happen, What's prompted today's show is I get asked all the time about books. I get asked about other resources, and I'm I'm happy to provide my input on it. And I'm a voracious reader and always was. But it, it sparked in my head, Lisa, this difference between us absorbing stuff and, and trying to learn stuff, which, come on, this podcast is what we're about. Mm-hmm. But this podcast or a book, or a class, or a seminar, or anything, unless you use it, it's useless. And to just know stuff, to know stuff, or to get a whiteboard and to plan something, but then, okay, well, we're just going to keep planning. We're just going to stay in plan mode forever, and we're never going to go out and do anything. It just seems colossally worthless to me. Uh, Lisa City, Grand Prairie, is involved in uh, a project that's been going on for a couple of years called Grow Me Grand. It's a take on the, the city's name, obviously, of Grand Prairie. And part of city management's focus is to make sure that this stuff actually takes hold. Permeates. That it, that it uh-huh. gets sticky, and stickiness means that people are out there doing it. People are practicing this. People are improving their leadership. They're growing their organization. They're growing the team. They're developing their people. It's not just some lip service kind of a thing. The city is very intent on this just infiltration all through the organization. And that means it's got to be practiced. We've got to practice it. Uh, My own journey, and I'll just start with this, and then we'll kind of see where our conversation goes. I was this voracious reader. I was a young guy. I was in my teens, and I only knew tyranny. I had only worked for tyranny. Mm 
I, I, Peter Drucker was the big management guru of the day. And I read Peter Drucker's stuff and I'm like, you know, well, I've, I've never worked for anybody that does any of these things that he talks about that are optimal. Um, so I was learning in real life how not to do it. And you can think, well, that always works. No, that doesn't always work. I mean, sometimes father abuses mom and son grows up, he marries, he abuses. It's what he knows. It's what he's seen. So it doesn't always work of us learning not how not to do it. Sometimes we do learn how to do it. I could have very easily just become a tyrant myself. I wasn't bent that way, thankfully. But I'm reading all this stuff, and I'm reading this stuff, and I'm reading. Now, none of this stuff makes real world has any real world right. application for me at the time. And I've said it on the podcast before, but I'll repeat it. Uh, a man by the name of um, I want to say McGregor. I'm going to get this wrong. Here it is. This this book that changed my life. <laughs> the human side of enterprise. The human side of enterprise was the was the book that gave language to one simple concept. I couldn't tell you anything else about the book, except that that book introduced me to theory X and theory Y, which I had never heard of. Theory X being if you don't ride people, if you don't get on them, if you don't kick their behind, they won't do the job. I'm like, okay, well, I know what that looks like. I've seen that. I don't necessarily agree with that, but I couldn't find any other than books. I couldn't find a real human that practiced much, anything much different. And then theory why theory why is if we will serve people, if we'll do, if we'll help people, if we'll get the stuff out of their way so they can do good work mm -hmm. by and large, they will. And I thought, well, I, that's, I, I believe that. Because mm -hmm. that was how I was wired. I always right. came to work every day thinking, you know, if the boss would just leave us alone and let us do this, we got this. We could do so much more. We could be so much better if the mm -hmm. boss just wouldn't be such a tyrant. Um, and so that was why the book made a difference for me. Then thankfully, fast forward some years, and I got an opportunity, and it was my first live living laboratory. I began to practice the things that I had spent years and years reading about, figuring out, at least in my head. So I had my, whole, I had my whiteboard. My whiteboard was full. I had made all kinds of mental notes and had things figured out in my head. This, this is how it'll be. But I didn't know. These things had never been battlefield tested. I, I was working in a tent where the bullets weren't flying. And so now I'm in an arena where, okay, now, now there's live ammo. And turns out they worked. Did they work exactly the way I had them? No. Very few things do. Mm -hmm. But then I was able to tweak and adjust and stay true, kind of stay true to my whiteboard, my philosophical whiteboard. But I, now I'm a practitioner. Before that, I was not a practitioner. So I don't know. One of the things I told Lisa I wanted to accomplish today was to just encourage you. If you have any kind of a book club at work, great. I salute it. And if you don't, yeah, you should think about it. But think about after, after you've read the chapter, after you've gone through the entire book or a series of books, 
Are you doing anything with it? Are you just doing it because maybe you think it's a great? Are you team? just listening? Well, and maybe it's reading. a great. It may be a great team building exercise, but man, make it more than that. Don't make it just a team building exercise because what does that mean? You know, team building so we can just feel good about ourselves. I don't know. I I, I could go off on another tangent here, and I won't. But the tangent of what makes us feel good? What makes us feel good is sense of accomplishment. We got something done. We executed and we executed really, really well and taking pride in that. I'm seeing a real big loss of pride of achievement, pride of accomplishment, and just an individual's ability to make a contribution yeah, I would like to be some small itty bitty voice in our podcast encouraging people. We need to get that back. We desperately need to get that back because humans, we need to know that we matter. And well, just, just to be part of some big collective that maybe we say matters. Yeah, but how does my performance, how does me coming to work every day, sitting at my desk, sitting in my cubicle, sitting in my office, doing whatever it is I do, how does that fit in here? How does that make any difference at all? And we want to make a difference. We want to execute. Go ahead. This, this goes back to the very basic principle, in my opinion, of leading versus managing. We have to get to a point as leaders that we, 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 need to, we need to have some components of management, managing the projects, managing the task, ensuring the work is getting done. But we must not lose sight of the importance and the value in strategy, in how people fit and making sure they know their value, their contribution and their purpose to your overarching mission. When we were talking earlier, Randy, we, you know, I told it in my words, it's you got to know the way, which is your strategy. You have to build that. You need to communicate that with your team. And it needs to be clear. If that is not done yet, that's step one. You've got to know the way and you've got to communicate it and make sure your team knows this is where I want to go. Um, when I worked with, when I worked back um, in HR and we were, this can apply to anything. This has happened so many times in my career in different, at different levels. I've seen it where we've changed culture with Tom back in the late nineties and early two thousands and just getting the strategy and knowing where you want to go is a huge part of it. So do that first. Um, he communicated the raving fans message. This is what we want to do. We're looking right now with Bill being a new city manager. Um, what does he want us to accomplish? Where does he want us to go? And he's getting that lined out. Um, even since he took over in August, he is lining that out with council. He's getting their priorities down. He's communicating their priorities to our team. So as a leadership team, we know and we can align. And then he's communicating how we as leaders need to align with what the council's priorities are to get that done for our community and our citizens. And even as an internal service department, HR, finance, we may not have the green initiative with the buildings, but we certainly are hiring the people and communicating the message that they need to get done in those departments. So we are as critical in that overarching mission, because we are getting them the resources they need to get those jobs done from a service department standpoint. 
Um, when I was doing HR and we were having the team shift years and years ago, um, that was the first thing I had to go communicate to the team. Where do I want us to go? What do I not want? You remember you and I having this conversation. This is what I don't want. I don't want hair on fire. I don't want you scrambling. I don't want you feeling like you don't know what your purpose and value is in this department. Um, and we and it took time to communicate that. So that's knowing the way. Then you have to show the way, which is what you're talking about um, in part. Now I need to demonstrate to them what that looks like and hold firm to my belief system and where we want to go. Now that I know the way and communicated it, I need to show the way and hold to that. It cannot be I push it out. Everybody knows now go forth and lead. And then I go back to doing the, the tasks and the contracts and the projects and the that is not going to work. That needs to be a fraction of your time as a leader, not a manager leader. You are constantly in front of your team and making sure the individuals on your team are doing things in a manner which supports the way, know the way, show the way. And then you continually educate, you continually reaffirm, you, you have corrective and not necessarily, um, disciplinary, but you're constantly coaching and mentoring going, okay, how did that go? That did not go well. What do we need to do different? And talk about that with your team. Um, so that's kind of what you talked about in the tent. I know where we want to go. We want to go take the hill. Here's, I'm going to show you the way we're going to do this, right? They've got the map, they're briefing everybody, they're briefing the command team. And then what's the command team got to do? They got to go back to the troops make sure the troops understand and then under in, in combat, follow the plan, right? Execute it. Well, we had our podcast recently talking about executing it exceptionally well. The execution part is forever. The journey you are constantly, you know, the way you're communicating it, you're showing them how you want it done. You're making sure the team members are following that path and following your vision and your mission as a team collectively and are embracing it, this going the way is the hardest part. Going the way is in the trenches. Are they doing it the way you wanted it to be done, the way you showed them? And you have got to hold firm to that methodology to your lowest level. You've got to address it if it's not going well. You've got to then go back, show them the way again. Um, that can get to, like I said, coaching that can get to, I need to get you off the bus. I've showed you twice. I've showed you eight times. You're continuing to choose to do it your way and it is not working and it's get and it's being diligent and intentional and making sure those things are happening the way you need them to happen. Because guess what? Just like the troops in the tent, the command staff, they're watching the general, your troops are watching you. And if you are not executing what you have committed to and told them about, guess who that reflects on? It reflects on you. They're going to be looking to you and trust will be broken because you have told them what you wanted and then you are not following what you have communicated and, and they see it. And then you're wondering, okay, what's the destruction behind us it, for, for war, the purpose of the execution of the plan? You have a whole team that goes right and you were supposed to go left, that's not going to be a good outcome. And the same applies here. In leadership, when you're on a team and you expect them to execute well, 
you have got to make sure everybody is following that and you're correcting it when they don't and re-showing it. And, and I say, do it with kindness. You know, there's a point you need to discipline. But so many times I see leaders thinking they should just, I said it, they should know it. It's just not that easy. Everybody learns differently. Everybody learns at different paces. Some get it right off the bat. Some are not believers and you have to convert them to believing. And some just aren't going to do it and you need to get them off the bus, get them out of the, get them out of the war. Right. Yeah. Go do something else. <laughs> you know, yeah. that this ain't it. Well, you know, there's, uh, there's just so many different thoughts that you in the audience, you may have, and, and, I don't need to encourage you to think about your life because you're already doing that. And that's what Lisa and I want you to do. We want you to think about your situation and make application where it fits. And is everything going to apply? It's not. I'll use this podcast as an example. So Lisa and I, when we began this show, uh, entered the fray of being content creators. And so let's, let's kind of hang on that word creator. And, all of us spend a lot of time on our phones and a lot of time on our laptops and our desktop and our, our devices, um, reading various things, watching videos. We're consuming. So we're consuming content all the time, whether it's in a, reading a book, whether it's going to a conference or a seminar or listening or watching a podcast like Grow Great. That's different. Consuming is different than creating. So Lisa and I, when we entered the fray of being creators with this podcast, that's, there's a lot more execution to that. It's, it's, it's much less passive. And I'm not encouraging, if you don't want to be a content creator, don't be one. Right. That's not the point. But as leaders, if you're listening to this podcast, you are or you are aspiring to be a leader and hopefully a better leader to grow in your leadership. That means you've got to get out of the tent. That's right. All the create, all the strategizing is great. And while the commanding officers are in that tent, meanwhile, the troops are out. I'm sitting here. There's snow in the back. Uh, obviously it's, it's been sub freezing for a week. Uh, here, if the troops are out freezing, waiting on their orders, waiting to get into the fight, waiting to do something, and the officers are stuck in figuring out mode, they're they're stuck in white the whiteboarding mode. It's that age old thing: ready, aim, 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 fire. It wears it wear it wears people out. The other practical reality is you can't make any adjustments because it's a chess game. We have a planned move and we anticipate our opponent. They will, if we move this, they will move that. Yeah, you if, try to stay five steps ahead. What if they don't? What if they That's make right. a, what if they make a different move? Well, now all that time spent whiteboarding, that's all out the window. So now I have to make some adjustments and that requires us being practitioners. doesn't mean we can't make adjustments. We need to make adjustments. I guess for me, the bottom line is 
we need to get in the fray. We just need to get in the fray. We, we need to get sometimes out of our head, sometimes out of our books, sometimes out of our podcasts, and we now need to go into the office, into the workplace, and we now need to put it to use. I don't know what that looks like for everybody in our audience, but it looks like something. Implement something. Try something. Just because you've got it in your head that this is, I'm going to do this, and they're going to do that, and this is all going to be magnificent. It's going to work out swimmingly. It may, and if it does, great. Keep doing that, but don't be discouraged if it doesn't because the live ammo can change the battle plans in a hurry. To Lisa's yeah. point, yes, the team is directed to go to the right because another team is directed to go to the left. Both At the macro level, both have got to execute in those directions. At a micro level, what does that look like? It may look dramatically different than the way the commanders had it all mapped out. That's okay. But that didn't change the philosophical strategy of the approach. I just want people to take action, Lisa. I just want people to yeah. today do something, do anything. Do something that in your heart of hearts, based on everything that you've learned and all the books you've read and the podcasts you've listened to or watched and all the classes and seminars you've been to, is there something that you have not tried for any number of reasons? You're afraid. You don't fully believe in it. I'm never going to encourage you to do something you don't fully believe in. Find something you fully believe will work and then give it a go and make your adjustments accordingly. And we talk about our leadership is a focus on others and you're doing for others what they can't do for themselves. So you, as part of this, when you're showing the way and applying my additional comments from what you said, when you're talking about aim, 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 fire, that wears people down. You have got I don't want you to be so expeditious. You're just willy-nilly throwing stuff out just to show that you're doing something. It needs to be intentional and, and follow your mission. But you need to take action and you need to commit to that and have that same. They're looking for consistency. Uh, we're going to, you know, we're going to talk about trust, which is a big component in another uh, episode. But so much of what you're doing when you're knowing the way and showing the way is a consistent application of what you have communicated and going back to that, you need to then execute it and follow that and do it diligently. Do not wait. You know, um, it goes back to crucial conversations. If you need to have a crucial conversation, do it timely to the incident. Don't wait. If you're not sure, if you're nervous about doing it, you, you, get somebody you trust to get insight and get it done. You will feel better at the long run, but your team is relying upon you as their leader. It is critical that you implement what you say you're going to do. You show them how to do it and you do it. And then you get your team on the same page to go forward. And that is how a high performing team truly starts moving towards becoming even better than they were today. Thanks for watching and listening to Grow Great, a city government leadership podcast. For Lisa Norris, I'm Randy Cantrell. Be well, do good, grow great. The website is growgreat.com.